Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Wise Wise, Inward Journey, Episode 5, Another Day, Another Card. Despite the stressful last week playing a mediator between Stan and their mother, Louise, Janet embodied an upbeat mood as she drove home on Friday afternoon. Autumn was beginning to reveal itself after a miserable southern summer, which Janet enjoyed by cruising through the back roads with her windows completely down. She felt like she was having a spiritual experience as the aroma of recently cut hay overwhelmed her senses. This was indeed her favorite season as she loved the cooler, less humid air and the beauty of the trees beginning their transition. Janet hummed her favorite tune as she walked up the steps and onto the front porch. With a small stack of mail in one hand and a bag of groceries in the other, she approached the front door of the house. Leaning in, she gave the knob a quick half-hearted test, attempting to grip it with the same hand she held the envelopes in. Unable to tell the status of the lock with her first attempt, she placed the mail into her mouth, freeing her hand to try again. (laughs) Locked? Bummer, Janet mumbled through the envelopes. She dug into her purse and fiddled around trying to grab the correct key in a tense manner as she felt the mail slipping from her lips. Pursing her lips tighter, she finally grasped the right key and jammed it into the lock, making a few half-circle motions. But before she was successful, the envelopes broke free from her lips and went bouncing down to the porch floor. As the last envelope fell in place, the key finally turned and the front door swung ajar. In one swooping motion, she was able to lean forward and scoop the mail from the ground with all groceries intact. Once she regained her balance, Janet continued to make music, this time in whistle form. As she closed the front door and walked from the foyer toward the kitchen, Janet's husband, Michael, crossed her path barely making eye contact. Janet whispered a quiet but friendly, Hey, honey, to which Michael replied, Hey, in a low, downer voice. His neck seemed slightly angled, and his downturned eyes met the ground in front of him as he carried himself toward his office. Being an emotional empath, Janet sensed some frustration and avoidance in him, and began to process it as she placed her grocery bag onto the kitchen island and began unpacking the items. Her mind began to scan and analyze all of their most recent conversations and interactions to see what might be the cause of Michael's low mood. Her first inkling is that she must be the cause of her husband's unhappiness. Was it something she said last night at dinner? Or something she forgot to do before work this morning? Her thoughts began to spiral into a rolling snowball of worry, and the elevated mood she felt on her way home slowly drained away. As she finished putting the groceries away, she realized she had been in a trance and couldn't recall placing the eggs into the fridge. 
Her thoughts had managed to completely steal all of her attention away from being in the moment. Standing alone in the kitchen, facing the direction of Michael's office, Janet wondered what would be the best course of action. Should she confront Michael, knowing that there is something bothering him? And if it was her fault, was she in the mood for confrontation? Or should she give him space and allow him to come to her when he is ready? Janet's body jumped as Michael's booming voice woke her out of her zoned-out state. Can you believe this? Your mother is trying to turn our son into a girl. Taking a moment, Janet began to process her husband's words. Michael, there's no way she said that. Did Stan tell you this? No, 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 listen. I did talk to Stan about this, but this... Janet put up a hand as if to interfere, and Michael paused, his eyes wide, as if shocked that she interrupted him. So you did talk with Stan? She volleyed back, feeling like she was on a higher ground after catching Michael in her web. No, no, honey, listen. Michael pleaded and then took a breath. He was usually very competitive in their arguments, but he felt compelled to be very clear in this instance. He began again, but in a slower voice. Your mother sent Zachary a birthday card in the mail yesterday, and it says... Just then, Michael remembered he had stashed the card in his back pocket. He quickly reached his hands around, fumbling a bit, and finally grasping the card and slamming it down on the table beside Janet. Right there. He pointed to the words and then began to orate them as he moved his index finger along simultaneously. I will pay for your dance camp. You can be whoever you want to be. I will love you just the way you are. As Michael finished the final syllables, he glared up to see Janet's face, which was now holding a more serious expression. Oh, wow. Janet finally let out. Yes, this is interesting, and maybe a little concerning. But I'm not sure it justified that reaction, Michael. Your mother has crossed a line, Michael exploded in response. Not having respect for our food guidelines and now throwing her money in our face? And dance camp? He can go to football camp, baseball camp, soccer camp, any other camp. The louder and more animated Michael became, the higher his voice went. It's like she's trying to turn my son into a girl. I'll tell you right now, I ain't gonna put up with that. Michael quickly grabbed hold of the card again and turned away from Janet, heading for the front door. After a few steps, he placed his hand on the doorknob. He paused and then turned his head to Janet and asked, When are you going to be on our side and see your mom for who she really is? She's self-centered, with little respect for anyone else, especially her family. Your family, Janet. He shook his head and sighed quietly as he left out the door. Janet stood, mesmerized and in disbelief at what had just occurred. Her heart filled with sadness as her expectations for a fun weekend with her family were again interrupted by yet another card authored by her mother, Louise.
Dun, dun, dun. So Luis strikes again, it seems like. Yes. (laughs) But not to put it all on her because this is all reactionary to an action that she made. And I really like this episode because it's like a continuation of the ripples that Luis is kind of sending as she interacts with the different types of people and families so far throughout the story. But Alexander, what was your initial reaction to the story? Yeah, well, again, seeing that this is connected to that saying of mine of good intentions are the death of a wise one. Because in both of these cards, the one she sent to Stan and the one she sent to Zachary was with the best of intentions, with Stan to try to clear up and forgive things from the past and with Zachary to give him something that she feels like he's interested in. So this can get very sticky with a lot of people and their mates and their extended family. And for a long time, I've looked very deeply at relationships and just seeing that the majority of the time, it's not the two people that really the conflicts between It's managing how all the external people influence those two people in a relationship. And I think that this is a good story that kind of illustrates that. So let's start out at the beginning where Janet's on her way home. It's a Friday. She's enjoying the weather. She, it says, almost has a spiritual experience. Hopefully she was keeping her eyes on the road. (laughs) But she seemed very grounded and in the moment. She was enjoying life. Now, it did set up because of the way it unfolded. She may have had expectations. I can resonate with the mood she's in. You know, when you're a child and it's Friday or even like at the end of a work week, you're ready to let your hair down, as they say, and really enjoy the weekend. And so you have some expectations of the fun you're going to have or in her case, the time she's probably going to spend with her family. And so part of that could be she's having these emotions these positive emotions and maybe it's not that she really is in a solid vibration of being in the moment that it's just a high and maybe it's just a brief glimpse because she's just comparing it maybe to the weekend before where they were all together and there was all this to deal with and so it could be just something as simple as just an intention and looking forward to a less stressful weekend because it's just going to be around her small family. But little does she know that Louise has struck again and really offended Michael. So it's important here to point out that we all have a tipping point of where we like lose our center spot or being grounded or being centered, standing in your power. There's many different ways to describe it. And at the beginning of the story, she overcomes a few obstacles that sometimes can irritate certain people of holding on to the groceries in the mail and trying to open the door. And she does have a tipping point. And it's mentioned that she's an emotional empath. And in the human design, again, we can see through the illustration of whether a person carries the emotional strength in their emotional center or they are empathic in nature. And it seems that Janet certainly carries that criteria of being that emotional empath. And so normally that means that the mood of other people around you has a direct and drastic effect on your mood. And it seemed to really shift her mood when Michael, when they had their very first interaction, she went into doubt and started going down a little bit of a downward spiral from that. And I want all the listeners to connect with that and start just being observant 
of yourself and where your tipping point is because that's what we want to be extending as we get older and doing this self-development work toward our authentic self. A big part of that is being able to hold that center in more challenging situations for longer periods of time. Yeah, so she saw Michael's current state. He was very non-communicative, so she didn't ask any questions or clarify in the moment. I mean, she was holding groceries, so she went right to the kitchen, started putting them away. But while she's doing that, she's, I guess, trying to process, but in that processing, she's not grounded because she is projecting guilt. She's immediately looking at what she did versus, you know, it could be a number of things that Michael could be trying to process or deal with. We don't know in that moment, but it even goes to the point where she's so lost in her thought and her worries that she forgets what she's done. And a lot of people do go into that type of projection and it's not useful. Part of staying centered is not allowing those negative emotions to just pull you into that downward spiral. Yes, because this could have been something to do with his work or something to do with his family. But she seems to carry that people pleaser issue once again that we've highlighted in past episodes. And many of the people pleasers, they go to they're at fault as soon as something or someone doesn't seem to be in harmony. And again, this is a question of that spiritual center where we break down the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic and the spiritual And most issues that people deal with start in that doubt. And that's exactly where she started with. And then she went into self-judgment. And we talked about Michael not communicating when he first saw her walk in the door or even be attentive to her. But looking at the situation from his perspective, he could have been processing. Maybe he just found the card. Maybe, you know, it just came in the mail. And I also resonate with his situation because sometimes when something is that, like personally overwhelming, I can't do other things. It's like I have to just focus on this and process it, especially if it is a negative emotion. So it seems like he was dealing with that and then went to a space where he could do that. And then he came back into the room and Janet didn't even see him walk in because she was in that zone. And he then exploded (laughs) all Mm -hmm. of his anger. So he he was releasing that energetic buildup. Yes, and the main point of this work is seeing where our responsibility is in the situation. And so I do want to point out that with Michael, that in this situation, it's ideal to communicate once you have released the negative emotions, and he hadn't released them yet. And so he didn't take into consideration uh, Janet's mood, even giving her maybe 30 minutes or 15 minutes to just enjoy getting home. Possibly he could have went outside and went for a walk, maybe let off some steam and being able to communicate that more clearly and neutrally with Janet and not had such a drastic effect on her. Because in breaking this work down, again, we're not pointing blame. We're just trying to highlight where every role player can optimize how they are relating and communicating with the others. And this is certainly a place where Michael seemed to take an attempt to do the so-called right thing and take a moment, but he didn't release any of the anger or the frustration. And so that was what was overwhelming for Janet as soon as he started speaking. It's hinted at 
he spoke with Stan about this situation. So maybe he just got off the phone with Stan or maybe that he was going back to talk with Stan about it. When she first came in, we don't know how much time passed in between there. But that conversation could have fueled his anger of it because we already know Stan's perspective on the situation. And so when you add that bias in looking for advice, you're only going to get more fuel if you're already kind of leaning that way. And that's the danger of reaching out to so-called friends or people that you know that feel or think similarly to you is that that's the cost of it. They can actually drive you deeper in a direction that may or may not be useful to you. All of us like to be consoled and felt like the way we're viewing something is correct. But I like to say a quality of a true friend is somebody that is willing to at least bring up another perspective to you and help you see it in a little bit more well-rounded view. And to just be, of course, appreciative, but careful with those friends that typically agree with you and even fan the flames a little bit. And that can happen an awful lot in our culture. And he was very overdramatic. So he even went to project that Louise wanted Zach to become a girl. And of course, when he pointed out what she actually wrote in the card, and we don't know if that was verbatim, but the words that he spoke that she said were definitely taken out of context. And you could see how it seems like if we bring Louise back in here, just from what we know the card said, that she was being supportive to Zachary and said that she would pay for his camp. Hopefully at some point we get more of the background information on what this really was all about. But it seems like Zach at one point wanted to go to a dance camp and maybe Michael put his foot down because it seems like he has a huge resistance to his son going to dance and he's bringing in that sort of masculine view of boys need to do masculine things to become men or something around that. So anyway, the whole point seems to be very over-dramatized. Yes, and I think another variable here is it seems that Janet and Michael may be just a little strapped with money. And see, an ego thing could be involved here to where it's not just that it's a camp that Michael's viewing that is really for girls, that maybe they don't have the money for camp. But he does express hey, I'll pay for him to go to any kind of camp, basically, besides this kind of camp. So it seems to be multi-layered that is setting Michael off, and this is always worth looking at when you see that someone's upset to understand that it's probably at deeper levels than what they are telling you that it's about. And so, of course... He's talking about this being a dance camp that seems to be steered maybe towards girls, but he's not talking about the financial. And then he almost gets defensive and shows that, hey, I will pay for this if he doesn't go to this kind of camp. So I think that's something to highlight is just normally whatever somebody brings up in anger or negative emotion, there's still something that they're not talking about that's really driving that cart, so to say. And we want to keep our eyes on the sensitivities that he has to maybe how well of a provider that he's being. Yeah. And if we look at the three things that he outlined was Zachary going to a dance camp, her paying for it. Again, we don't know the backstory yet, but then also the boundary issue with the food. All three of those are boundary issues. Mm -hmm. So it seems like Janet and Michael maybe have expressed their boundaries, but maybe there's a lack of communication there. Yes. And again, this is 
multi multifaceted and uh, no matter how cut and dry you think situations are with people it is normally layered like this and we can see that louise just seems to have a skill set at frustrating her children and their families again it's important to point out that louise is just trying to be kind and nice in everything that she's doing but the whole part of good intentions or the death of a wise one that I want to highlight and we'll get deeper into the full discussion is that when you don't consider how your intention or your action is going to affect the other people involved, that is why just intention isn't enough to know or have an idea or at least a consideration of how your action is going to affect those other people is truly the art of the wise one, not just being able to set an intention and put an intention into action. The deeper level is having an idea how that action is going to affect everyone involved. And that's what we want to, of course, dig a little bit deeper into the full discussion. And then I wanted to bring in Janet playing mediator again and it backfiring on her. I'm sensing that possibly at some point it was working for her because she's still playing it. But now, for some reason, it's now starting to backfire. And the way that she talks to Michael about Stan, it's like she knows how Stan is about her mom. And I'm sure she knows how her mom is about Stan. So she sees people for who they are and how they act around each other. And I think that's part of what it's like to be a mediator or that person in the middle you can see the good and bad of the people that you're trying to (laughs) keep at arm's length sure it seems like because she didn't give michael the reaction that he wanted he wanted her to be mad with him that's why he exploded after showing her the card Mm -hmm. and then when he goes to leave he basically says what he feels, which is, you know, how come you're never on our side against your mom? And I think also driving that is Stan yes. possibly in his ear. Yes, yes. But it's coming to Janet's attention for her to make some adjustments in how she's managing all these people. And we'll see whether she truly is able to make some adjustments and be more useful in her skill set or that she's just going to keep disappointing everyone around her. And many times that's what winds up happening for the middleman or the peacekeeper is they wind up feeling like they're just disappointing everyone. And we certainly hope Janet doesn't get to that point. So I'm looking forward to talking more about how somebody who maybe has the heart center non-activated in the human design like myself Mm -hmm. and most likely that's what Janet has is a non-activated heart center, how they can go about this situation in particular to establish more concrete boundaries and help the situation between Louise and all of Janet's family. And so that's what we're going to get into and breaking down in the full discussion and bringing in all our tools and the just philosophy and seeing how we can assist people on this journey. Thank you for listening to this free version of our Inward Journey story series. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into how these characters can bring in more consciousness, utilizing the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations and begin your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask 
the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These Contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.